Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates, all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Rite Aid is preparing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Should this be of concern and how can we profit from it? Um, it, It's a sector that I'm really not favorable about at all. And it's the like the fast pharmacy model. So Walgreens CEO stepped down. 
-hmm. Rite Aid is now going through a bankruptcy issue. CVS is like floundering. It's okay. Number one, I would stay away from the sector altogether. Like if you are going to invest in the healthcare space, you have to swim upstream to big pharma or big healthcare companies. Um, and if you're going to be invested in a Walgreens Boots Alliance or a Rite Aid, like you're better off picking a pure real estate play because it's really a hybrid and a hybrid that has not dominated. I would, and I very rarely say, say this, like I, this is a sector I would stay away from altogether. Like yeah. CVS, Walgreens, any mixed medicine, mixed use retail pharmacy space, the margins are not great. It's too much competition. Um, there's not enough loyalty amongst, like, I mean, even Kroger, like w once you start to get into that space, you're now competing against Walmart, Kroger, even Target, they've, they've had some issues, but you're competing against the big boys who have way more space, way more reach than you. Albertsons is a, comp is a competition now. There isn't much creative edge there. So I will stay away all together and then just go upstream to, to yeah. the farm. I, I put CVS as one of my sleepers. I think we did that at the, to, to one of the shows. And I was the like, Toronto shows, yeah. The Toronto show. I put it as one of my sleepers. Um, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say why Rite Aid is filing for Chapter 11. Because that, that that's the biggest part of this thing is, is the why. And they're preparing it because um, they've been federal lawsuits right for their role in the sale of opiates and so the, this has happened over the past couple of years in fact in 2018 walgreens was in talks to acquire rite aid mm -hmm. that didn't pan out and now we see what happened with the lawsuit with, with the opiate. i think they owe 3.3 billion dollars in debt um That's from insane. legal yeah from legal allegations um that they oversupplied prescription painkillers and so they lost that suit so you're talking about over i think there's over a, a thousand a thousand plaintiffs um, in the yeah. lawsuit, three point three billion. I mean, that's a, a hefty, a hefty, hefty amount of money to be paying, especially from that the business model that they have, and so that's why they're filing for bankruptcy. But then I started thinking, how can we invest in it? Not not right aid itself, but maybe it is inside that mergers and acquisitions. Walgreens didn't work. Maybe they'll revisit it now that one of their competitors is now at a point where yeah, it could be something that they could acquire, or is it a CVS that comes in, or is it Amazon and says, "All right, well, that would be this, great. This is something that we can add as we go into this healthcare space as well." And so the the important piece is like why they're filing, but then also from a, a mergers and acquisitions, which companies are in place. That's why I always talk I'll talk about cash flow. It's like who can now say that was somebody that had a long a long standing enterprise in this space yep. that is now floundered. Can we acquire it, add it to our portfolio and make this a better rebranding situation? So I think from an investment point, I think that's we should be looking at companies that can do that inside of, of, of the healthcare space. But the why is important. Yeah, I agree. And if they got sued for the op opioid crisis, at what point will the music industry be held liable? I don't know if it's come out publicly yet, but there's been a couple of rumors that the Sackler family who is tied to Purdue Pharma, who caused the crisis mm -hmm, mm -hmm, at one mm -hmm. point was paying for promotion through artists to get the word out. At what point do we think the music industry will have to be responsible? I mean, we'll have to tackle it today, but I do think once we talk about this opioid crisis in a pipeline, um, I never even thought I would hear prescription be mentioned in rap songs and be, and be played on the radio. Yeah. Like, Big oh, yeah. and of course, like Biden is starting to attack big pharma. I don't know if that's the best thing to do in terms of an election because the pharmaceutical industry has a lot of power. But if we are going to attack these companies and sue them, 
I think we have to attack the entire pipeline or supply chain. Yeah, Purdue Pharma went under. Their lawsuit was, I think they lost, it was $6.6 billion? Yeah, I mean, but I think they made 16 so. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, so <laughs> they went under. Rite Aid is on, on its way. Um, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting time to watch this play out. But I, I think you bring up a good point about what role did, did does music play in that? Yeah. Or just the, the, not the music, but the actual labels themselves. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, like for a year, I mean, I know it's a, it's a thing in Houston, but then like it went worldwide, like the use of lean and like that guy went to jail, but the fine was minimal. Like, of course, they took it off the market. But if you're you're paying artists or there's an inducement to advertise it at some point, even like the, the, the FTC and all, like, why are you letting drugs being marketed through music? But that goes back to the relationship with the pharmaceutical company and how much they run advertising. So, sure, Charles, you can stop me if I'm getting too crazy. I'm trying to. Nah, I mean, it's true. It, you, you watch TV, you watch any of these, you watch, you know, CBS or NBC or ABC. At during the daytime programming, look how yes. many healthcare commercials are on your screen on a daily basis. Yeah, obviously, where the money's being spent. I mean, it's, it's by far the most. Even when we went to the Grammys, I'm like, those are Pfizer awards. I'm like, right. boy, they they ran all the awards. Like, it's it's you know CNN, and that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, but shout out to Eli Lilly. Appreciate you guys. I want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my cape real quick. I would be honest with my caping. Hey, hello so. to the good folks at Striker. Biggest yes. in America. Yeah, absolutely. Thermo Fisher. Biggest yes. in America. Healthcare. Healthcare is the biggest business in America by yep. far. Yep. I mean, we're going to be honest that that poison index of the food, pharma, alcohol, drugs, that's 60% of all United States legal commerce. The, the food will make you sick. Then you have a pill to fix it. And then when you come off the pill to cope, let's say you some Budweiser and Duce and shout to Duce. <laughs> I love y'all. Um and, and every other kind of cognac. So, but the poison index is one of the most profitable food, pharma, and alcohol. For those who say I don't give y'all new tips, don't get choked up. We can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Casamigos. It was a Casamigos. Okay, not Casamigos. Not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not just saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by black man. Drugs, drugs move the needle. They are moving the needle. I see what you do. You rapping. You on the love album? What's up? The love album. <laughs> love, <laughs> love. Snow Allegra. I see it. I see the play. Check the features. Snow Allegra. Oh, man. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.